Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. Hi, I'm Charles. What's up? We are doing Diabolique today. Yay! I had to get that out there. I was like, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it right. I'm not going to be able to pronounce it right. Um, 1996. Uh, we're going to, um, I'm I'm going to attempt to pronounce some French later, and it's just going to come out horribly. Horribly. So. We are very sorry. <laughs> like, we're trying. We're at least making, we're at least making the effort. Um, this is directed by Jeremiah Chechik. Um, came out in March 22nd of 96. This stars fucking motherfucking Queen Sharon Stone. Yes. Yes. Um, and Isabel Anjani, Chaz Palmentieri, Kathy Bates. I believe those are the four. Yeah. yeah. Like the four main characters. Yeah. Oh, J.J. Um, uh, Abrams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Before he was like doing Star Wars directing and also creating Felicity. Um, and... <laughs> He also uh, Donal Logue, who I really like a lot, who's the other guy making oh, the video. Oh yes, yes, yeah, at the school, he, and then he, he's like the camera guy, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I like him a lot. It's really really cool. So yeah, this is um this is episode I believe ninety three. We are past the shit show of Woodstock ninety nine. Thank you to everyone who listened to that episode. It did pretty well. I um, um I uh I uh watch the movie before I listen to the episode. Oh my god! And um that is like even before like all the chaos started happening. That is probably my like. A version of hell just like being stuck in like a sea of white men <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like your worst it's like everyone it should be everyone's worst nightmare yeah like whether yeah. or not you are anyone it should be your worst nightmare and an unorganized festival like that yeah yeah is also i just have to think or and have to seem that we've come a long way from having this horrible like unorganized festival to now i think being able to get it right because mm-hmm. we have festivals now that are not like this like they're pretty well organized now yeah um, um i don't think things would devolve but i did see Lollapalooza last week and i was like fuck it um really made, made me just want to like um go to lilith fair and just feel like i'm sorry ladies that men are just awful <laughs> i know right <laughs> you know, um like. <laughs> i wish that i could turn into a man just so that i could listen to limp biscuit <laughs> like yeah. i actually like limp biscuit i mentioned it on the show like i actually i mean like them music wise i don't give a fuck about whatever they do personally but i i like their music for like what it represents in that time in my life and i was <laughs> like yeah i've seen them live it's pretty fucking awesome it's pretty scary too and the fans suck but i wish i didn't have anyone around me and i could just see all these bands play because i actually like these bands yeah um yeah. you know i love rage against the machine love corn like love all that i'm like it's just this crowd was just i mean i feel so sorry for anyone who actually went yeah yeah um and there is horrible yeah horrible right and there's yeah. an article that jules sent me on twitter i'll retweet it on uh the fashion grunge twitter or the fashion grunge podcast twitter and it was an article that this woman wrote and she was working at woodstock 99 oh, it's like God. a medium article it's like a really interesting essay um but i was like damn it's so crazy like just to think about now i really wish they would do a woodstock 69 documentary much like this one because yeah. they kind of touched on the fact that it didn't really go as well as we all think it did. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're told this rosy view of like hippies, peace, love and whatever. But then they show kind of like, well, no, the military had to come in at one point. Like, it, you know, yeah. they're not really showing you like it wasn't completely well organized either. And there were some things that happened, obviously not to this scale, but mm-hmm. it wasn't this like happy utopia that we're kind of told that it was. Yeah. 
Um, so that that I find really interesting too. But yeah, it was a it was a crazy episode, but it was it was fun. It was overwhelmingly a lot of guys listened to that episode. So oh, really? I hope you're the guys that are on the right side of history. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and not like laughing at a bunch of girls talking about like oh we're scared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're scared of all these scary men. Um, also uh, rate and subscribe on the pod if you're on Apple. Give us five stars. Write us a review. It really helps. Tell all your friends. And yeah, we're everywhere. Uh, we just finished freaks and geeks on patreon so yeah check it out um five bucks a month the link is in the notes it's down there and yeah we have everything we did the freaks and geeks documentary about the behind the scenes of the show and we're gonna start my so-called life probably next week oh that's such a good show such a good show charles if you want to guest in or if you want to do the episodes with us you're more than welcome i'm super excited so it'll be like me you and jai to do it um yeah i'm stoked i i cannot wait because i love that show and i can't wait to really dissect it yeah and and like talk about it so yeah so let's get into the film what are your first impressions because i never heard of this and i think i you randomly brought it up to me oh yeah so um i had not seen it until like just like a week or so ago nice but um but i saw a trailer for it back when it first came out and i thought it looked like really intriguing um and um you know just because you know it's like a very gothic kind of like dark setting it's, and very it's like sliver these... yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um and um i uh and um i don't know i i, I just uh thought, thought it was like cool when you know it's like had this very it, 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 the tone of the movie is like um one that i just am sort of naturally like attracted to yeah you know it's like very dark ominous and that um, french noir yeah 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 absolutely. it's like totally that noir like thriller kind of like even hitchcockian a little bit at, at certain times yeah um yeah, really well cool. um I, I i um I, well actually i um did um i uh went um I, there wasn't a whole lot about the 96 movie like in terms of like behind the scenes stuff yeah but, yeah i didn't i got like two notes um but i did um i, I did like look up the like original movie that was based on that came out in 1955 oh, i want to see it yeah um i um and uh it's um apparently the the director of that movie like just like um outbid hitchcock by like a matter of hours in order to get the rights to it oh wow so this could have very easily been a like american hitchcock movie too um, oh wow or like yeah. a dialogue for murder type yeah situation yeah um, and um, I, th- I think I heard that like um, that uh, Hitchcock was like a, a huge fan of the director who directed this movie and like used a lot of his like influence to create Vertigo. Um, oh, yeah. So I don't think I've seen that one. That's that's actually one I don't think I've seen either. <laughs> Is that Cary Grant? No, uh, it's not Jimmy Stewart. I think that's Jimmy Stewart and uh, Kim Novak. Is that the one that the Bart did we? I think we literally had this exact conversation on a pod. Is that the one where Bart Simpson broke his leg because of the pool and it was like a takeoff of Vertigo? When he saw Ned Flanders, he saw Ned Flanders next door, like carrying that head and the axe. That might be like a spoof on Rear Window. Oh, you're right. That is Rear Window. Yeah, but they both have Jimmy Stewart, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Vertigo's, yeah, that's the one. And North by Northwest is the one with Cary Grant, right? Where he has like the plane. Yeah, flying yeah. right over and yeah, I haven't seen that one either. That's the one with like uh, him and like Eva Marie Saint and it like ends at like Mount Rushmore. Um Really? Yeah, where they're like literally on Mount Rushmore and they're like dangling by like George Washington's nose and oh, like, shit. Yeah. 
Oh, um, wow. Okay. We need to do yeah. a Hitchcock block for all you people <laughs> out there. I don't care if you, it's not 90s, but he's still referenced in the 90s, so it's okay. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote the original French film in 1955. I really want to see. Yeah. Cool. Um, wait, so uh, you have any other behind-the-scenes notes on the old oh, one? I do. Um, so it was based off the novel uh cell... here, we go. <laughs> here we go folks <laughs> cell key n'etat plus which, um which mean which in french translates to she who was no more okay um and it was uh released in 1952 and then it was adapted into a 1955 french movie les diaboliques uh directed <laughs> directed by henri georges clouseau <laughs> I love that you sound like Sarah Jessica Parker in First Wives Club. <laughs> what do you mean, stay out of the office? I mean, lay a feast. <laughs> like, that's totally how you said. Oh, God, I keep talking about it. We're doing the First Wives Club, people. I don't give a fuck if it's not grunge. It's the best film. Um, it, I, mean, I think I described it to Jai. She's like, what is that? I was like, it's a bunch of divorced women, but it's great. <laughs> I mean... What? I mean, in terms of like the grunge movement, movement like Nevermind came first, but First Wives Club was like a close second. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> I was like, don't even make me dance to like you don't own me at the end. I like, got just one of your many toys. And then when they <laughs> let her sing and they both sing back, and she's like, ah! <laughs> she like screams. I, I love it. I love Diane Keaton. That's like such an all star cast. Please oh get Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, and Diane Keaton. And let's bring in Stalker Channing again too and let's make that a fucking sex in the city like yeah oh we should God. have like a sex in the city type show with those women <laughs> like i uh <laughs> i would love I, it i like saw online that, that they did a sex in the, in the city spoof with b arthur sally struthers <gasps> Catherine hellmond who played the the grandmother in who's, oh, the, who's boss. the boss yeah. and mona uh, yeah, yeah. And she was like a Blanche, wasn't she? Yeah, oh, she totally, was a little, yeah, totally. she was a little fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's like like a fourth actress who was pretty famous, I'm just playing on her name. But um it was where was know, it on? Was it on like a I uh I saw it on YouTube, but I imagine it was probably done for like a probably like an award show or like a oh. late night talk show or something. Oh, or that's so like, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> um but uh oh so i looked up the rotten tomato scores and um critics gave it 18 percent oof and audience gave it 34 percent okay which i thought was a little low i mean yeah it's not i mean this isn't great but it's it's worth watching yeah i mean i'm curious to see if people are going to listen to this yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I thought it was fun. So it's on Amazon Prime. I guess we forgot to mention. Uh, so it is streamable. It's yeah. not like one of those hard to find movies. Yeah, it is on Amazon. I mean, Prime. you won't you won't have to spend any money, which is probably a good thing because this movie is not worth spending money for. No, but, um... no. Unless you already <laughs> give money to Bezos, then you're yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, really, you're already paying money for it. But I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth watching if you like Sharon Stone and if you love fashion because we will get to it. But uh, the fashion in this film is almost just as important as everything it's incredible you oh, wouldn't think it would so be good but it's so good yeah um so um apparently gabriel byrne jeremy irons and jack nicholson were considered for the role of guy brand that ultimately went to Chaz palmentieri i can see gabriel byrne and jeremy irons yeah i think that would be interesting i, I 
feel like this role, like, um, I feel like this, I feel like this role was just too good for Jack Nicholson. Yeah, like, I don't see it for Jack. I mean, um, I mean, and I'm, that's not to insult Jack Nicholson because I love him. Oh but, yeah. Um, um, and then oh, and then I came across this uh, this like fact about Sharon Stone. It doesn't really have anything to do with the movie, but I just thought it was kind of cool. What? Um, so. Um, so apparently, um, in 2001, um, Sharon Stone and her husband, Phil Bronstein, who at the time was an editor for, um, the San Francisco Chronicle, were on Mm -hmm. a private tour at, um, the Los Angeles Zoo when, uh, they, um, when they were, went to the Komodo dragon cage Uh and, um, like, uh, and like her husband, Phil Bronstein was wearing white sneakers and so the uh, zookeeper told him to take his shoes and socks off because apparently they thought if the dragons saw the white of his shoes, they might confuse it for a rat because I think that's <gasps> what they were fed. Oh. And so they went into the enclosure and apparently without warning, a Komodo dragon basically um, opened it at his mouth and clamped down on her husband's foot. And He didn't take them off? No, he did. <gasps> he did yeah so it clamped down to his bare foot um and so there's this like quote from sharon stone when she was just recounting the instant later and she was like and she said there's that moment of stillness when you just stare in disbelief then phil screamed and we heard this crunching sound and um so basically her, um after this happened her husband was able to basically pry this komodo dragon's jaws like off of his bare foot <gasps> and um then like he was able to like pull himself out of the cage and as, as he was doing that the komodo dragon basically um like uh like uh, like ripped a uh, scratch <gasps> down his side and um but he he was he was able to climb out and, and 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 escape the cage and then once they were on the other side the komodo dragon just like continued its attack it like continued to like like slam and like bash into the closed door to try and get at him what and yeah and um this is some jurassic park shit i know right yeah (laughs) and then um so then um so um phil was fine but he had to go some some undergo some reconstructive surgery to like prepare like some severed tendons in his foot wow you know what that's all about yeah not not fun. <laughs> yeah, right? No. Um, and then... Um, what did he, the zookeeper do? Um, apparently, he just, like, stood by and was like, dude, that's not cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's right. The LA Zoo. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Your foot, man. <laughs> um, and so after his surgery, he spent four weeks in, in a cast and spent three months in rehab and was eventually able to learn how to walk again. That's so, short, and you were out for like two years. Yeah, <laughs> in three months, he's wearing a cast and learning how to walk again. Yeah, from a Komodo dragon. Yeah, that's it. Wait, I heard Komodo dragons. I mean, not to go off too big of a tangent, but I mean, who cares? Komodo dragons. Like, I've been to their cages at the zoo here, and it's crazy how they keep them so hot. Yeah, and, like yeah. over a hundred degrees or something crazy. What are they? Aren't they really fucking dangerous? But we kind oh, yeah. of like underestimate them. Well, a little bit. like the I think that like people like don't think that because they look so big that they can move fast and they can like oh, they, they can move fast. They they can run faster than people and they, they kill people like all the time. So where are they? Were they from Asia? 
Yeah, so they live on this. Um, so they're. Ex- they, I think they like live exclusively in like Indonesia on this island of Komodo, and so oh. and so like um, and so, and I think they're like the largest lizards, like the largest living lizards in the world. Yeah, they're um, massive. And like they um, I think they regularly hunt like deer and like buffalo and buffalo yeah because like they they have um i think for a long time like people thought they had like a septic bite where like they there's just all this like bacteria and like you know it's oh. like um you know like uh stuff like in their saliva and like once they bite like a, a hoofed animal they basically will like track it down and just let it kind of like die yeah yeah but it, it can it can take weeks and then i think recently they just discovered that they that the reason why their bite is so effective is because they actually have like venom glands like oh in in their skull and so um so they're basically like you know giant you know like uh you know like uh like like a giant rattlesnake with legs. <laughs> so, Fuck. Yeah. Why did you just say that? And I got really <laughs> fucking scared right now. Um, I also, this in no way is any harm to Phil, but Phil, they got divorced in 2004. <laughs> okay. So she's not <laughs> Phil anymore. Um, and she hasn't been married since. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and not I that mean, means anything. But. I mean, my, my guess is she was probably, probably like, I mean, I'm sure in Stone, I'm not going to be married to a loser who gets bitten by a Komodo dragon. So, <laughs> no, right? Like, I'm not going to put up with this. I deserve more. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve way more. I'm pretty sure now she's dating this like crazy young dude. So like big ups. Oh, awesome. Good for you. So yeah, yeah that's kind of funny. Um, God, I just love her so much. Oh, she's so Everyone, cool. please follow her on Instagram. It's the best follow I've ever done. Really? Yeah, it's following <laughs> Sharon Stone. Yeah, it's really cool. She had a shirt on the other day where she was like just wearing a shirt of her and Basic Instinct. I was like, oh, <laughs> I love her. Oh <laughs> like, it, was, it was really cool. Um, yeah, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, do you have any more notes behind the scenes? Uh, I no, don't really have that many. I think I, that's it. The only other note that I had was okay. The budget was forty five million, which has to account for like this Catholic school that they film in. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming. Um, the box office fifty two point four, so at least it didn't completely fail, but it didn't do like a lot. Yeah, but I wouldn't expect it to. It's not not really that type. I mean, um, you might not be able to buy like a house in the Hamptons for with those profits but you could at least like put it in a jacuzzi you know like. <laughs> yeah or a steam shauna yeah, sauna yeah in your house yeah or heat the floors of the bathroom or whatever yeah, people I mean, do yeah stuff like that you you could do something like yeah you know you maybe close off that garage yeah or you know um like maybe not completely take down the walls and o- open up the house but maybe take down like one or two you yeah know? that's like, true yeah you know make it a little less cozy a little little more open yeah um and also i was thinking oh yeah also i read that uh, well and side note i also started to get the imdb uh ratings too this is a 5.4 out of 10 okay for imdb so uh also the only, only other note that i had for behind the scenes was that sharon stone fell out with a producer james g robinson apparently over her refusal to do a nude scene Oh, cool. so cool. I don't know. I mean, I know it seems that like she kind of got a raw deal in the 90s where she got known from that basic instinct, 
you know, type of persona. Sliver is another one that comes out, uh, I believe, around the same time. Mm-hmm. She gets this, like, you know, she's very much like the Michael Douglas of erotic thrillers. Like, yeah. Sharon Stone is, like, the female counterpart. She was in so many. She's so good at that type of acting or mm-hmm. just what you need for that role. And, yeah, she just is she's always a sociopath clearly (laughs) clearly i mean not always but she just is really good at acting in that way and she just looks great in everything yeah so like why wouldn't you just pick her to do everything you know um loren scott who is the costume designer we'll get into but just for behind the scenes if you know anything about fashion or if you're like really into the fashion world she was a massive uh icon in the fashion world she started out as a model at around 16 Uh, i believe she was from utah but she started styling after she was a model in paris like madonna julia roberts but um her she's really well known for her long relationship with mick jagger who she met in Mm -hmm. paris in like 01 unfortunately in 2014 she committed suicide oh no but if yeah if you look into her uh, she just has an incredible range of her own line, which was at um, Meta Porter for a while. And she has lots of different actresses wearing her dresses on the red carpets. She has Lorenisms, which is like different uh, kind of things that she would live by as far as designers. Some of them is like wearing a nude shoe to elongate the leg, spraying perfume on the back of the hand rather than the wrist. Don't eating with, don't eat with a plastic fork. Avoid drinking out of a bottle if possible. And her last thing was avoid bras and spanks. She believed that a well-designed garment should do all of that for you. You should I mean, have to wear like shapewear. So I mean, she has a point. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, back in the day, I guess people had girdles and all this other sort of yeah. weird stuff. But when you wear really, really well-made clothes that are tailored to you, you don't need any of that. I mean, she's yeah. true. She's totally true. But um, she also said, I like a very sexy silhouette. I like to feel like when you put something on, you zip yourself into it and you're secure in there. <laughs> so I think that's kind of cool that you feel like. Yeah, you just feel like you're secure, you know, and she also just did a lot of hands on sourcing, cutting patterns, sewing and fitting a lot of the clothes herself. She was very, yeah, definitely look into her. She's really cool. And as you can tell, uh, I think we said before, this film is probably just worth watching for the fashion. Yeah, I mean, it's Um, really incredible. My favorite costume was uh, like, I think shortly before the murder, when like Sharon Stone's character is in class and she's wearing that like red suit with like the lime green blouse. Yes. As I was saying, let's move on to the fashion. Let's get into it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. So yeah. What are your standouts? We're talking about that. Um, the lime. I mean, um, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I love, um, I love after they like, after they've like killed him or, um, and, um, then like, uh, like Sharon Stone's like not so subtly trying to get everyone to discover the body. So she like, you know, accidentally on purpose, like throws her keys into the pool. Um, and like, and so I think she's wearing sort of like that, uh, sort of like a, it's, it's sort of like a, um, like a pastel, like lime green suit or like uh-huh. suit blouse. Yeah, thought, it is. I thought that was really cool. Um, it reminds me of Mean Girls. Maybe is in the in the projection room above the auditorium. <laughs> it's like trying to get them to discover um, in uh, Mean Girls. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was really funny how like every. I mean, obviously you've probably you, everyone's seen the movie if you're listening to this, but they they like try to like they there's a I mean loosely the the plot is to kill this man that's like the the mistress and slash husband like the mistress's guy slash husband so they (laughs) they like 
they they kill him but like he, it's really hard for him to stay dead like they just never know when he's dead and they're like are right, we threw him in the pool he's totally in there it's totally cool and like no one finds him and it's like it's just really funny how like his wife is like frantically anytime anyone goes near the pool you just see her like camera zoom pan really close up to her eyes and she looks like like uh was it shelly winters in like the shining yeah <laughs> like she, her eyes are just like fucking ah, like oh my god they're gonna find him and then they don't and you're just like what the fuck? Like, it, what's going on here? It sort of reminds me of that scene in, in the birds when, oh, like, uh, when like they're like tippy when, <laughs> when like they're like walking tippy hedron out to the car and she sees all the birds and she's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like so traumatized. Yeah. That's so traumatizing when they walk out at the end when they're all still. Oh my god! And quiet and they just like walk and they like don't really start the car up they just like put it in neutral and just like push it out yeah they don't make any noise that movie is oh my god like it will terrify you to see birds like in large groups (laughs) yeah after seeing that you're just like what the the fucking teacher oh my god oh my god oh my god like wow wow hitchcock wow (laughs) um yeah just like it really it's they stick with you his films like really stick with you yeah yeah, which is really, films are really great. crazy. I mean, he did Rebecca, like, like you know, the good everyone one. Should see, yeah, the new one doesn't count. Everyone should go watch Rebecca from 1940. It's so great. You're talking about yeah. acting. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just straight acting. It's, it's. I mean, yeah, it's great. It's so cool. Um. Yeah, like, what other standouts do you have? Oh, so I love the opening scene when, like, that kid is, like, <laughs> like sort of, like, spying on Mia. And mm-hmm. he like sees, sees her pass out, and he like runs to check on her, and then like you see a hand like grasp his shoulder, and you see like a crotchety Sharon Stone in like her <laughs> nightgown, you know, like smoking a cigarette out the side of her mouth. Yeah, you know. <laughs> like, I wrote that as my first outfit: black robe with like red in it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's weird that she has that Mia, who's the wife, that she has this like weird condition where her heart like kind of stops. Yeah, that's like kind of um unsettling yeah it's <laughs> you really know? weird it's like all of a sudden someone just like switches and yeah it's just really it is a really really strange um it's like a super super strange thing that that's a thing for like yeah in the story it's just kind of strange um i also love that i love sharon i'm just gonna i just wrote sharon in here then eventually i wrote nicole because nicole's her character name but like the red school she wears red and lime a lot okay which yeah. i think is really cool um and then i also like the red she has when she gets into her car and she has this like cool old Volvo. Nicole, Nicole does. It's like really, really cool. She wears a lot of red. And then I, she also has a really cool purple dress. It's like a, it's like a pastel purple. I think it's when they're, when the guy, like the kids are out playing by the pool and they go to like dive in. And okay. she's like, go in there. Go see if there's anything else in there. <laughs> and he's like, nope, just uh, the ball that fell in there. And then she's like, really? <laughs> are you sure? Okay. <laughs> are you sure? She's wearing this, like, really cool, like, light purple dress. It's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> even is even I wrote Isabel. Uh, what's her name? Mia. She has, like, when she's waiting for Sharon Stone, she's outside. And she has these, like, really cool black shades and, like, a baggy black coat. Very Winona Ryder. Like, yes. very what Winona Ryder wears, like, would wear in her, like, actual life in, like, the early 90s. It's just that, like, her hair is cool. The bangs that she has are really cool. Yeah. Um. I with I also had a highlight on the beauty and hair. I love Sharon's hair and makeup. Like, it's just something so 90s. The red. I love her hair is in different. 
it's short, but it's kind of still, you know, changeable. Mm-hmm. I guess I just, yeah, it's just like the looks, the visuals, this whole film, I think what makes it so great is that the way it's shot and it's almost like, it's not as good as Paris, Texas, which is like a really, really famous film for cinematography, mm. but, um, but it, it's up there. It's just got a lot of really great techniques, like that noir French filmmaker techniques that really highlights the clothes and it feels very French. Let's put it that yeah, way. Like yeah. just the way that it's done. You wouldn't even know this is American, just American actors, but just the way that it's kind of the pacing and the shots and just the attention to fashion, like the detail, which is very French, you know? So it it's yeah. really cool. I mean, I, I actually, I mean, I think people, this is probably a good, uh, you know, good reason for you guys to go see it if you hadn't seen it because it's, it's a sleeper, but you know, it's good. We were talking about Sharon Stone. That's how it came up. You were like, yeah. well, she's in this movie. Um, let's see. There's another awesome one. Okay. At the boarding house I have when she goes and it's like this red sweater, green metallic pants and like a choker, Is that which is that, really cool. Is that the outfit that she's wearing when they drown him? I think so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In the bathroom. And then she also has a gray leopard shirt and like red pants. It's oh, like a gray, yeah. almost like snow leopard. Then she has like red pants on one time and that leopard bra, like a yeah. cheetah bra in the bed. Oh my God, it looks so fucking cool. It also reminds me of Laura Dern in Wild at Heart. Oh, cool. From David Lynch. Yeah, like she has, she kind of dresses like that a little bit, but a little bit more 50s. Like okay. She has those tailored outfits and stuff, as Sharon does. Uh, yeah, that's kind of all I have for fashion. The guys didn't have anything interesting. Kathy Bates is the detective. She doesn't really have anything. I didn't really highlight anything she was wearing, but alone. I mean, she's, I mean her character is pretty terrifying, um, but, you know, her, her clothes are just very, you know, like, meh. You know, maybe we should call someone. <laughs> yeah, I'll get right on that, Rose. <laughs> and she just lights a cigarette. God, Kathy Bates is iconic. Oh my god, I um. So every like, I'd say every like eight to twelve months, I get this like, I I get in this mood where I just have to watch Titanic, and so. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Um. Well, you know, I'm kind of ashamed of it but um should be romeo and juliet (laughs) is the only iconic blockbuster that came out at that time (laughs) yeah titanic's a little more watchable though um is it really to you yeah yeah oh my god wait you're never gonna wait before you go into your titanic spiel i was i was with Susanna today um one of our friends and she i picked up this book in the bookstore room politics and prose and it's this book called accidentally wes anderson so i like pick it i pick it up and i'm like i should buy this just so i can burn it (laughs) and i started laughing and she's like do you not like wes anderson i literally almost no no i literally not happening not happening i literally fucking dropped through the floor (laughs) i was like are you kidding i was like you're kidding i was like first of all this is one of my really good friends who apparently doesn't listen to the podcast so i'm also (laughs) doubly pissed at her she's probably listening now because i like told her about this but but i was like wait first of all and then she's like yeah i mean i thought she liked him and i was like 
I mean, I've never once talked about him in any positive way. I was like, I can't believe this. And we're like in the bookstore, right? Like, I'm like super <laughs> mad. I'm like, what? She's like, oh yeah. And like, you know, Grand Budapest Hotel, that one was pretty good. And she starts naming, fucking naming films. Oh, and I was like, I need to leave. I need to leave right now. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I li- overheard a conversation in the psychology department of these two girls <laughs> who were talking, one girl was like, I made a huge list of all these psychology books that I wanted to read. And then one girl's like, oh yeah, really? What's the one you want? She's like, I don't know. But I'm really looking for one that like also criticizes the whole use of psychology at the same time. <laughs> so I was talking to Susanna and she's like, so you mean these girls are like the girls from White Lotus? I was like, but they were not that cool. If anyone has not seen White Lotus, it's literally the best show on HBO right now. Jennifer Coolidge for president. Oh my god. <laughs> like that fucking boat funeral scene is just <laughs> too iconic for words. And oh my god, so many. But yeah, oh my god, it was so funny that she was like genuinely didn't know. I was so but, upset. But every time we hang out and like her his name comes up, like you, it's not you don't notice the fact that I punch wall. Like, <laughs> yeah, I right? like I mean... Did you not notice the steam coming out of my ears? And then I was like, Yeah, there's a new I was like, God damn it. I was like, there's a new movie out. I was like, I'm not talking about him. I was like, moving on. <laughs> we just stopped. But yeah. Okay. So Titanic. Let's, let's hear it. Oh yeah. Well, I just, um, I just, uh, I, I just really love Kathy Bates' character in Titanic too. Um, Is she in Titanic? See, I've seen it once and I kind yeah. of vowed to just be like, okay. No. I mean, I think you should give it an, another shot because I know the Jack and Rose story can be kind of, you know. Um, Taxing. Yeah. Yeah. How, however, I think if you get past it. And, um, you know, like, look at, you know, like, I, I think the costumes are done really well. I think the art direction is really great. And also the fact that it's, like, a true story that is genuinely, like, terrifying. Yeah, like, that's, it know. is really scary that it actually um, happened. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's... I based my personality on hating certain films. And, like, going back on that, I feel like I it will really just like ruin me to my core. I mean, I might, but I'll never admit to anyone that I enjoy it now. I mean, <laughs> if I, if I, do like it. I mean, that's a tact that I've taken for the last 25 years. So. Yeah. Although Wes Anderson, I don't give a fuck. I don't like oh, yeah, I never will. <laughs> fuck you. It's over. I um hope that, I hope that he gets bitten by Komodo dragon. Oh my God. So. A Komodo dragon. <laughs> don't tell me the next fucking movie is going to be like the Komodo dragon pocket. <laughs> some some bullshit <laughs> we're gonna end up he's probably listening to it i should just i i kind of want it to be like how jimmy kimmel every time he's on this he's on the show he just always says like matt damon sorry ran out of time and for obvious reasons now but but he's like <laughs> he i, I kind of want to make like the wes anderson thing just be like the like the super funny sign off for every episode so yeah. that he just like gets really <laughs> mad for no reason it's funny um so yeah okay i didn't have many music notes or do you have another note um, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think there's any music except for, like, the score, right? Yeah, I just wrote, I like the suspense instrumental, and I, I said it reminds me of the, the music that's in Ripley, Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, yeah. And Basic Instinct. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't check to see if it was somewhat similar, but it reminds me of that. Um, I suppose it would have been sort of um, out of place if they suddenly put like a sound garden song in there you know, I know. Like, like, outshine 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 <laughs> they're like what what's going on it, it could happen if they like if they zoomed into like the boys room yeah like the guy's yeah. dorm or something yeah um cool so favorite scenes and lines what do you got okay um so 
I love the opening scene when Mia like has you know goes into heart failure and then um like damn <laughs> this movie's dark yeah yeah and then um she like uh she like wakes up and she looks into Sharon Stone's face and she's like I'm alive and Sharon Stone's like no you're dead this is heaven and I'm the Virgin Mary and <laughs> no. um, I was just like it we should all be so lucky to come out of unconsciousness just to like be welcomed out of it by a sarcastic Sharon Stone um, no right <laughs> um I uh love this I um love like prelude to the murder when it sort of like flashes back and forth between like what's going on in like the apartment with uh Guy and Mia and then it flashes back to Sharon Stone watching like you know Jerry Springer with her neighbors. I um, know. <laughs> um and then uh there's there there's a scene that I thought was hil- that I thought was like hilarious when like um like when like Mia's like about to light a cigarette and then and then like Nicole says, "Oh come on, you can't pull that off." And <laughs> she takes it from her, puts it in her mouth, and laced herself. <laughs> um, and then um, I um oh, and then I love the scene when the third when they meet the third mistress, who's just like. <laughs> I don't know her name, but I thought she was like I thought she was spectacular. Um, like um, when like. <laughs> Sorry, when um she, she she like comes and she's like yeah can I have money for an abortion? Um, oh my god! And then like um and then you know and then she and then I, I guess um Nicole writes her a check and she's like I'm not putting it on my card okay I'm maxed out. I know. I was like <laughs> this is dark. I was like this is ninety six. I was like wow. Um and then I love when they uh when they like when uh Mia finds guy's suit. And it has the hotel key, and um, isn't that his suit? No, <laughs> <laughs> he has two. And then they go and like they go to the hotel room, and the maid is there. And um, you know, Mia's like, "Listen, um, my husband's missing. If you see him, can you like give us a call?" And sure, and so on. Like, shoves made a fifty dollar bill, and is like, "Via con Dios, okay." <laughs> um, I love that she's just—he's been missing for like four days or something, and she's like. Uh, like she's like so unbothered like yeah. i'm like why didn't you guys report this way earlier <laughs> yeah. like they're like and then she goes to report and they're like uh do you know where he is like she like doesn't know anything about him she's like i don't know <laughs> he just didn't come back yeah <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> we don't, don't know, know. He goes where he goes where he goes he's probably with another girl um <laughs> and then i love um the scene like i think it's like just before the climax when um mia and Nicole have a have a falling out, and Mia's like, "Listen, I want you to get out of this room. I want you to leave the school. I want you out of my life." Mm-hmm. And Nicole's like, "Fine, if that's the way you want it. But let me tell you something: from one saint to another, you mm-hmm. should keep right on praying. <laughs> Wear your knees out that way for a change." I wrote that as my quote. <laughs> I think it's gonna be the sub quote because I wasn't sure if I could if it was too long for the actual episode, but I really wanted to make that the episode. I also like the quote where she goes, where they go, "Why did you do it?" And she's like, "I was underestimated." <laughs> yeah. She would have made a great Catwoman. Oh my god, that'd <laughs> be so cool. Didn't she play the villain in Catwoman with Didn't like she? with, with Halle, Halle Berry? Berry? 
I don't think I saw that. I, <laughs> like, I, I saw it in the theater, so. Like. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't see it. I, I know now it's been like, it's got kind of like the top Razzie for like yeah. worst film ever. <laughs> I um, mean, it's like up there. I mean, it's it has, I mean, it, it has the mom from Six Feet Under in it, so it's not like completely Ruth? unwatched. Yeah. Oh, I love Ruth. I know, she's so good. Um, fucking horror story starts really soon. Kathy ooh. Bates and Macaulay Culkin weird scene. Can't wait. Let's oh my God. do it. <laughs> and also Ruth Ruth is in it. Francis Conroy, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Sarah Paulson. Like everybody's back. I can't wait. And then um my last scene was when they like actually drowned Guy <laughs> for for <laughs> I know like, for like the second time. Also, I didn't I I didn't know know what the twist was. So yeah, I didn't either. I was kind of shocked. Um so I I, I I was like genuinely genuinely surprised when like he turned out to be not dead. So, mm-hmm. like, and he takes out those contacts. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Um and then I love how they're like getting out of the out of the pool and like kick Kathy Bates like walks in. She they like totally guilty, and the first thing she does is punch Mia in the face, <laughs> and then she's like, "This way it will be easier to claim self defense." I know. <laughs> and then she's like, and looks at her, and then she's like, "Oh, I guess you guys should run, and I should get a paramedic very quickly <laughs> to make sure this is all okay and make sure he's all right." Slowly walks over to the pool, starts laughing, and lights a cigarette. <laughs> And it's like end, end scene. <laughs> like yeah. that's how it ends. Just hands up. It's like the best ending ever. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Wow. She sounds like Daria. Oh my like, god. Wow. Maybe someone should clean this up. <laughs> oh no! Stop! Don't do that. Oh no! Leggings. You're wearing leggings. <laughs> oh my god. It's so good. God, Daria. I wish I could do like a whole thing on Daria. Maybe eventually on Patreon we'll end up doing like all of Daria. Oh god. Like who knows? Like years and years down the line. <laughs> um. Cool. Do you have any more? You 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 did a lot. Some of mine. I have a few. Scenes. Um. No. I think that's it for me. Cool. All right. Like I my first notice takes place at a boys' school. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, so what's the deal? It's Mia's school that she inherited? Yeah, so I guess her father owned it, is sort of what I thought. Okay, and then and, he, how did he become the headmaster? Well, because, uh, well, I, I think Mia also used to be formerly a nun. And then oh, I guess yeah, right. she left the service to, I, I'm presuming she left to marry Guy. And um, they just allow that? Like, I, I don't guess. know that much about the Catholic Church. I, but, I don't either. Um, like, do they allow nuns to just, like, defect but still work and operate a Catholic school? I mean, I guess if you literally own the school, they probably don't have a lot of say. Yeah, <laughs> so, I guess so. Um, it's, um, you know, you know that movie Mermaids with... Oh yeah, with Christina Ricci. Yeah, so um, like um, it's uh, it's um, it's it's cool because like uh, Winona Ryder's character is like obsessed with like being a nun, and um, like um, like they uh, you know, like the uh, like you know, the sort sort of like the plots like they're this family that like um, they like are moving constantly, so they'll like they'll like probably you know pick up and like you know resell in, like random place like every like six months or so. Oh, yeah, it's like running on empty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but um, in this like new town that they moved to in Massachusetts, like their nearest neighbors are like a convent. So, oh. Um, so like you know like so like Winona Ryder is basically wanting to be a nun for her entire life, and then she finally moves next door to nuns and starts in an affair with Jake Ryan from Sixteen Candles. <laughs> oh my God! No way! Yeah, yeah. What happened to him? Mm. 
I heard that he left Hollywood in order to pursue a career as a carpenter. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I also wrote, plot is hatched. And I also love when Sharon Stone just says, courage. And she, like, takes a drink. <laughs> I think I might name the episode Courage. Um, I love as she gives him that drink with that sketchy powder. And she's like, okay, he's probably dead. And he's like, what's going on? <laughs> and then he gets in the pool. And then he, like, wakes up in the tub. And it's, like, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. They try to carry him out in that hamper. And, yeah. like, all these crazy <laughs> things happen. Like, there's a road accident. And, like, she <laughs> sees the car, like, on the side. And I was like, oh, my God. This is so fucking weird. Like, you, you, there's so much of, like, the first act is, like, <clears throat> well, the actual, like, murder, quote-unquote. And then, like, you never know when they're going to get found out yeah. or how it's going to unfold. So it does start kind of slow. But I have to say, by the time Kathy Bates got involved, I was, like, more interested. Yeah, it's good. I was like, yeah, because I was like, oh, cool. Like, all right, so we've got this detective after them. And it, it actually does start kind of slow just to tell people, like, don't give up on it so early because it actually does pay off. It's sort of – it's the kind of movie where, like, the tension – like, the tension slowly builds throughout the movie, but there isn't, like, any, like, vent for it. It just keeps building and building. And you – it's, like, kind of to the point where you're like, oh, my God. Like, can someone some, – it, like you know, usually like a movie will have like a you know like a jump scare in order to like mm-hmm. tension but in this movie there isn't one it's sort of like no. there's like no vent it just like keeps building uh-huh. um you don't really get to breathe at all yeah 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 you just never know like what's about to happen and you're like is he really dead what's gonna happen how is he disappearing is this a dream yeah like, for a while i was wondering is this the is this mia's like a hallucination like and she's really not in this place at all like I, I just really didn't know and like she wanted to like get out of this situation so she created this elaborate situation to like get him out of the way like i had no idea what was really happening and i was like oh okay that's not it yeah um i love that like they run out when they run out just think the body's gonna be in the pool and i love that like her and sharon stone are just like like mia and nicole are just like okay just act normal like you're like the grieving like you know wife like it's gonna be okay like she's totally walking her through like everything she has to do meanwhile mia gets these like crazy wide eyes like (laughs) several times throughout she's just like like it's funny it's like a meme (laughs) really like it's really funny it's kind (laughs) of hard to describe she also i have to say was like 40 when this movie came out she looks incredible yeah well i feel like she looks really young well i think that actress Isabella johnny i don't know if she i think she's done like a couple american movies but i think like she's like huge in, in france yeah i think like, she is like basically a french um, actress like um I, I think that like um I, I think like she was nominated for her first oscar in like the 70s when she was like 19 or 20 Oh wow! Um, and uh, like I think she's been nominated for two, and I think she, I think um, I don't think she, she's won any Oscars, but I think she's won a bunch of like Caesar awards, which are like the movie awards. Oh, for, the French one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, like um, I, 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 I sort of get the feeling that she's just um, like she, um, I'm sort of surprised she hasn't like um, done more American films because like I, I guess she's just her career never really took off here i guess yeah i mean yeah i guess so she looks i think she looks so young Mm -hmm. yeah for her age like to be almost 40 i feel like she looks like she's like late 20s oh it's kind of 
She was born in 1955. Yeah, she was born the same year the first one came out. Oh, okay. She's kind of funny. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the other notes on IMDb. Um, I wrote, I love when they, I was like, he disappeared from the pool. Kathy Bates is the detective. Wait, can Kathy Bates just wander into people's houses? I mean, <laughs> I love when she goes into Nicole's, just like wanders in. Like, yeah. no search warrant, no nothing. Well, I think that she's not like officially on the case. I think she's just sort of, but I think she's like a retired detective who's working as a private detective. Oh, because they're like consulting her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because um, like there's that scene when she's just like, "Listen, do you mind if I listen? If you want, I can just check things out." And he's like, "All right, oh, sure." Yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. I, I guess she thought it would look suspicious if I said no. If she said no. Yeah, oh, yeah. It would because you want to find him, not be like, "No, that's okay." <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Really. Really? We only have two people working on it. I think that's fine. <laughs> I think that's more than enough. Um, yeah. I, I just wrote, oh my God, I just realized that camera guy was J.J. Abrams. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's the moment I figured it out. When they saw him in that window, when they thought they saw him filming that fake ad. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my God, it's J.J. Abrams. Um, I also wrote, love the Nicole drives a Volvo. I love that Kathy Bates' obsession with her nicotine gum. Yeah. <laughs> then she just starts smoking cigarettes. Like, after all, <laughs> fuck this. I kind of love that about Kathy Bates. Oh, I think it's so good. Um, when she goes into that storeroom. Oh my God. She's like in, down underneath, like, whatever, like the school building. And it's like the, ten- the tension, yeah, is that third act tension is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's really super heightened. I, I have to say, I mean, I'm like thinking about it again. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, it's really crazy. And and like when he emerges from the bathtub, oh my God. I was like, this is a horror movie now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like yeah. sufficiently fucking scared. And he has these like contacts that make his eyes look white. I guess like when you drown, because we saw it before, we thought that's how he was dead. And the way that he takes them out and he's just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> i was like it's first of all they these two women couldn't carry chaz palmentieri he's like a pretty big dude yeah. <laughs> like he's not as small as like gabriel byrne or uh, jeremy irons is actually kind of tall but I feel like gabriel byrne's a little bit smaller but chaz is pretty big is he He was massive in usual suspects he was sitting on a desk almost the entire time he was leaning on a desk because oh. he's so much bigger than dan hadaya huh. and i feel like and way bigger than kevin spacey mm-hmm. so kevin spacey was sitting on a couch in that whole film Right, um, right in the in the office and so they try to like do these tricks i'm assuming that would be why they wouldn't and they wouldn't be standing up i mean he would be sitting on a couch yeah telling that kind of story but yeah he is a pretty big dude or he okay. looks bigger than like most of the guys he acts around i think because he's um he was on law and order uh the new one with stabler this season oh okay <laughs> he was on like the first up ep- first two episodes i think and he was playing dylan mcdermott's dad oh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> yeah it was kind of cool i was like oh my god it's Chaz. Because he's in, like, oh. all this crazy shit. Yeah. So it says he's 6'2". Oh, okay. He definitely yeah. looks taller okay. for some reason. Yeah, he looks like he's, like, 6'4 or something. He just looks, like, okay. really, really big. Um, I wrote, oh, my God. He emerges from the bathtub. They try to kill Mia. She's not dead yet either. <laughs> I was like, um, a fight breaks out. <laughs> so I heard that in the original movie mm-hmm. that, like, after, me, like, uh, like, guy emerges from the bathtub and yeah it goes to heart failure again um that uh like that's sort of where the movie ends that like oh. that like um that like nicole's character basically um was in on it like the entire time and that's sort of yeah and uh like there like was no nicole was playing both sides she was just you know on the guy's side so oh uh, yeah and this one we got it was kind of like a mutual thing but then it also kind of ended up she was with mia 
Yeah, yeah. At the same way, yeah. I was wondering if it would be a complete, like, they go off in the sunset, you know? Like, it was all our plan, and we got ri- we get rid of Mia, and then we're just off. Yeah, I, th- I think there's, like... I-, I think that's what they want you to think, and there's, like, one last, like, thing that's just like, wait a minute, is, is it really? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I um, love how we get, like... Like, he grabs Nicole and, like, flies her into the pool. And then there's, yeah. like, this massive, like, pool fight, um, which I thought was really and, cool. Uh, I, I have to say, Rake to the head was pretty badass. Yeah, <laughs> and he, like, still lives. Yeah. She just, like, I was like, this is a horror movie now. Like, mm-hmm. now we've gotten into, like, you can't kill him. Yeah. Like, he's not dying. <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, when she just goes, like, and just, like, hits him in the head. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh my god, like this is crazy. <laughs> and then of course, like he like this crazy fight ensues. He actually does drown. They actually like manage yeah, to drown. Yeah, they him. drown him again. Mm-hmm. So. Like the third time. <laughs> yeah. And he's like officially dead now. And then I'm like, and it's so weird that even when he was in that fucking laundry thing, he had that tube yeah. to like breathe out of. I was like, he was so heavy. Like, how, <laughs> how are they dragging them? They get like that guy, like, hey, come help us. Like, no, we got it. <laughs> I, I sort of thought that he was using the tube to, to breathe out of the bathtub. Was it the bathtub? I thought it was that basket. I, I mean, I, th- I think that Kathy Bates found it in, in the basket, oh. but I, mean, I think he would probably Oh, yeah, it probably it. was the bathtub, but he could have done it in the basket, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I guess, yeah, it still had some holes in it. Yeah. Yeah, and then when they, oh my god, when they find the fucking shower curtain. Oh my god. <laughs> when it's, like, up on the bathroom window, it's, like, the same shower curtain they wrapped him in. Like, yeah. it's so fucking horror shit. Yeah. You're just like, oh my god, how'd that get there? Yeah. <sighs> and, um, I don't know, it was, it was cool because, like, the source material for this movie was, like, not American. So I feel like a lot of the, like, cliches that sort of get exhausted in, like, American horror films, like, you know, like, the, like, everything here was, like, it felt very new. You know, yeah, like it, that's true. It, like, yeah. like it, it, I don't know. It just, it just kind of felt fresh. I guess. You know. Yeah, it did. I, um, I really liked it more than I thought I would when I started watching. Yeah, yeah. I was like really into it by like like more than halfway through. Yeah, or like yeah. halfway through. I was like really into it. I um yeah I I, I thought it it was fun. <laughs> so. Cool. So what would your what would your like final rating be on it? Out of I don't know, like five stars. How many stars would you give this? I would give this a. I think I'd give this like a three point five. I think. Ooh, okay. I was gonna say three. Okay. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't even know what our next one. Actually, our next one is gonna be uh, Lords of Dogtown. Oh, our next cool. Forward Flash. I'm really excited. Me and Jai are gonna cover that one. Uh, yeah. This is the end of our episode. But you know, thanks for listening. Rate and subscribe. Follow us everywhere. Join on Patreon for five bucks a month. Super cheap. One cost of, I don't know, a cup of coffee. Yeah. It's like super cheap. Uh, So yeah, uh, we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.